Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? Here we are. It's the Monday morning episode. We're back in the regular groove. We're back from our tour. Back in our respective rigs doing this remotely. Um, so, you know, normal service such as it is should be resumed now. Um, shall we have a look at the Prediction League first? Because yeah. some very interesting results from the weekend. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's still one outstanding match, which is Aston Villa Newcastle, which is on tonight. But apart from that, results bot managed to rack up zero points. Good. You, Sam Delaney, managed to rack up zero points. Oh dear. And I, Andy Dawson, managed to rack up one solitary point at the weekend. And what was your point for? It was for West Ham United versus Tottenham, which you thought would be a win for West Ham. Yeah. Quite foolishly, really, with hindsight. Yeah. I thought Spurs would win, which they did. But I just said 1-0, because 1-0 felt like a kind of Mourinho sort of result. Yeah. But no, they went hog wild in the first half, didn't well, they? Well, you weren't accounting for Roberto. <laughs> I know I should have thought. I was warned. You warned me plenty of times in the past couple of weeks about Roberto. Yeah, but you'd seen him as well against Burnley. You'd seen him when he, <laughs> had, he came out for a corner and just threw it into his own net like he thought he was playing volleyball. You know when someone jumps up known. at the net and just sort of flaps it back over in volleyball? That's what he likes to do at crosses. I um, will now go a step further, and I know this will sound like an emotional thing to say. but And I, I'll, I'll admit, I have been feeling the emotions about West Ham over recent days. But I think he is the worst goalkeeper in Premier League history. In the I, history of football. I've, I've never seen a goalkeeper in the top flight as bad mm. as as this keeper. And uh, I said this a couple of weeks ago. I mean, well, I said it at least last week. I already thought that his selection against Burnley was a sackable offence, right? Yeah. And then against Burnley, he let three goals in and was at fault to one extent or another for all <clears> three. <throat> then they selected him again for Tottenham and he was mm-hmm. at fault again. And so now if you don't get sat for that, I don't know what you get sat for. It's just negligence. It That, to me, looks like a manager who wants the sack and wants his payout. Do you think that's what it is? Well, because there, there is no way you can win with that guy in goal. There, you, yeah. It's impossible. So, you know, I mean, we made a good fist of coming back. We scored three in the second half. One was disallowed for a ridiculous VAR offside. That All of that mm. said, Tottenham deserved to win. Had we come back and drawn three all, it would have been a bit of an injustice because Tottenham were the better team. But we could have done. But and it, So it just goes to show it's the keeper but is making it impossible. We're capable of scoring the goals. 
So, it's, it's, and, it's and if, if I know that, Pellegrini must know it. So he must be looking for the sat. He must be Pellegrini must be sat there now, thinking, "What the fuck does a man have to do? Does a tree man have to do to get the sack around there?" <laughs> Put Roberto in again. Yeah. When's your next match then? We've Is got it just next we, weekend. We've got Chelsea away, Stamford Bridge. I Fucking mean, hell! Do you know oh what, God! Do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> I mean, it, playing all of your arch rivals couldn't come at a better fucking time. <laughs> we had all these easy—well, I say easy games, but these sort of like other mid-tablely kind of teams yeah. earlier in the season, and then just as we hit <clears> like absolute the depths of fucking shitness, we come up against our two arch rivals, Tottenham, mm. then Chelsea, then we got Wolves away and then we've got Arsenal at home now luckily Arsenal are also pretty shit but they are not as shit as us because they might be shit but they've got a goalkeeper who knows how to fucking do the basics yeah I mean by then Arsenal might have sacked their manager they might be on the back of a new manager bounce by then because yeah, Emery looks like a dead man walking doesn't he hopefully we will too I think that I think and then there's a there's a um, Obviously, a big rumour that Everton are sacking their manager. So, what we could be about to see is, Andy, a good mm. old-fashioned merry-go-round. Manager merry-go-round. A fucking merry-go-round. shit managers being traded among clubs. Who's sat by their phone? On. Sam Allardyce, Alan yeah. Pardew, Mark Hughes. They're <coughs> well, all there staring at well, their telephones. You know, West Ham and Everton, neither of them can go for Allardyce because they've done that and rejected him. Yeah. Whereas now... He's probably exactly the man that both teams need. But yeah. there you go. Careful I, well, what you wish for. I'm like, I would take anyone over Pellegrini right now. And it's. I just want to say, Pellegrini is a nice guy and he's obviously been a very good manager in the past. But it's the wrong man. Exactly. It's the wrong yeah. man at the wrong time. He's, you know, I'm not saying he's a shit manager, but he is not able to manage West Ham properly at the moment. So he's got to go. Like you said, it, felt, it had that feeling of a one last job appointment because he'd been to China, yeah. he took the Chinese money, he was winding down and this felt like a little possible ego boost in the limelight that he could have had. And I remember my friend and, and erstwhile colleague, Jason Cundy, being the oh, only voice. Jason. Uh, you know, a great a great thinker. He's one of the game's great yeah, thinkers. He is. And he's... And these, he, these, these, these Guardian bloggers... Yeah. And these um, these so called football intellectuals they can't hold and the a hipsters, candle to his no they nonsense. get a lot of uh, a lot of praise, whereas the, the likes of Jason Cundy are uh, they'd ignored. Sne- they'd sneer at him, but he's played yeah. football at the highest level because he's got because he's got an accent as well. Yeah, that's actually accent, true. That's what it is. But he is an yeah. he's an intelligent bloke and he knows the game. And he said he was the only when we got Pellegrini. Most people, West Ham fans and non-West Ham fans, are like going great appointment. Fancy West yeah. Ham getting a manager of his stature. And he went, it's not a good fit. He said, it's not about whether a manager is good or bad. Objectively, he goes, this is a fit. He said, and Pellegrini and West Ham is not a good fit because mm. West Ham are the sort of club that like a, a manager who has some sort of understanding of the culture of the club, and mm. uh, which I'm sure all clubs quite enjoy. But, you know, in the East End, it's different. <laughs> There's a code. There's a code you've got to live by. Right? There, you there, there, understand there, there is a lot of dealing that. with. Certain clubs have that, right? And West Ham, like, and he just, <clears> you know, so would there be an affection or an affiliation? Plus, has he managed a club like West Ham before? Not really. And so it just wasn't wasn't a good fit. And he was the only one pointing it out. And that has turned out to be true. Anyway, look, this isn't the West Ham podcast, so I'll leave it there. Um, I just okay, hope but that the managers get, though, yeah. I, I'm not sure there are any 
great managers, really. There's probably two or three. Mm. And anyone else that has any success in management, it's all down to circumstances such as timing yeah. and a bit of luck. And, you know, people people would say that Eddie Howe and Sean Dyche are probably good managers because of what they've done at the clubs they're at yeah. now. But if they were to go to, like, say, Everton or yeah. Arsenal, yeah. they could be walking into a complete or shit how show. Many times and their reputation would just be shot to shit within nine months. How many times have we seen Everton be the club who, to be fair to them, have very often over the years been the club to take a chance mm. on a manager who is overperforming at a smaller club? Right, yeah. So you can go right back to the days of Joe Royal, Mike Walker, right? David, yeah, David Moyes, Roberto yeah. Martinez. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That is, um, you know, they've always done it, and I think they're to be admired for doing it. It's in fact in the early days of this podcast, it was what we called the mechanism. It's the Everton mechanism. The Everton mechanism, of course. That's what this podcast was founded it on. Was if built, anything, it was built on it, right? And then, of yeah. course, they reversed the mechanism at one reversed point. Reversed the mechanism. I think that was when they sent Moyes to Manchester United. They reversed the mechanism. Yeah. But I think that what <laughs> managers and clubs are really like. I think you're right. I think that it's like dating, right? So yeah. you can't be like like I'm a pretty good husband to my wife. Well, you're that, a good man. I'm a so, good yeah. man and I'm a good hus- yeah, but I'm a good you're husband. A good man. I'm a good husband to my wife, right? Yeah. But does that mean that you could say well Sandalani he's a great husband. So if he leaves his wife <laughs> Right, heaven forbid, <laughs> and and joins another woman, he will yeah. be a brilliant husband to joins. her as well. I'm it's all trying. about the blend, isn't it? It's, it's about, about the blend. blend. It's, it's totally the same. It's totally the yeah, same. It's like exactly. there's not one guy or uh, who is a freelance man and is just mm. the per- perfect boyfriend for anyone in the world. So he could turn <laughs> exactly. up. You know, he's a great boyfriend at the moment. He lives in Milton Keynes in a new mm. build in a Brookside type close. Mm. He works for Aviva in the marketing department. Mm-hmm. And his girlfriend, um, who grew up in the same area as him and is the same age, and she works in, uh, you know, she she works at a bank in a senior uh, mm. capacity, like a manager, right, in the local fucking Santander. Okay. They get on fine, right? They At weekends, they enjoy going to the cinema and they also enjoy going swimming. Suddenly, a bid comes in. There is a girl who's recently split. There's a girl living in Spain, right? Mm-hmm. She lives in Barcelona, right? Right in the center of oh. town in a converted loft apartment, oh. right? Her, yeah. her interests are reading philosophy and mm-hmm. also flamenco dancing because she's Spanish. And, that's everyone's well, hobby well, over well, there. Well, but having it off, does she like having it off? Yeah, but so does his missus. But that's one similarity okay. with his it's missus back in Milton Keynes, right? She's yeah. basically looking for a man. She's ready to start a new relationship and commit, right? So she looks around on the market. There's a, and she gets, she's heard that there's this bloke. He might, he, she might be able to get him out of his contract with his current right. get wife yeah. or girlfriend. The Milton Keynes so one. She, yeah. So she does, and then he goes, okay, and he and they and they agree a, a massive deal, and he moves mm-hmm. over there and moves into the apartment. He doesn't speak the language, and they go, oh, I'll be mm-hmm. fine. He'll take lessons, right? 
Yeah. He doesn't share the same interest. He doesn't know his fucking way around. He gets miserable. He misses his family because he thinks it'll be all right for him to leave his family behind in England and just visit them in international breaks. But that doesn't work out. So he's miserable. She doesn't really respect him. Because he's, she he's got the ability. He's got the ability to dig it out on a wet Tuesday night in Milton Keynes, but he yeah. can't do it in front of a massive crowd in Barcelona. Well, yeah. Look at this. The, I mean, the, the, the sexual on. equivalent of that is right. Yeah. What he can do is he is capable. On a Tuesday night, quite tired. <coughs> They've stayed up watching. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. It's been a hard mm-hmm. day at work. They've had. They've shared half a bottle of you know co-op wine. Right, nice red, yeah. and and they've they've gone to bed, and she's wearing like her work t-shirt, right, which is mm-hmm. a promotional Santander t-shirt that they gave out on the last works do, and her mm-hmm. baggiest tracksuit bottoms, and he's in, he he's got a t-shirt on that is a promotional t-shirt from Terminator Three, which is really right. old, and it's and it's got sort of coffee and what looked like <laughs> egg stains on it, right, yeah. And they're both pretty tired and they get into bed and the bedroom's a bit messy and it's cold, really cold. Yeah. And they get under the covers and then she kind of says, should we have sex? You know, Mm. haven't had sex in a while. And he goes, all right, let's have sex. And he manages to, let's say, they they grind it out. And and they grind it a result. They both both finish perfectly happy. Do you know what I mean? And and he's ground out a result and it's missionary position under the covers yeah. they barely sit they don't even fully undress right yeah. they just take just off their, the t-shirt their bombs yeah, yeah exactly right and it's done and dusted and then they go straight to sleep and it's not spoken about again well, the, for a week he, or two. He, 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 he finds himself lying in the wet patch and then lies awake for an hour wondering whether it was actually worth it yeah okay but he's ground it out he's done it he's got yeah. a result right he's done it he's, he's, a, a, work, he's night, a workhorse yeah. right yeah when he's, he's over there in Spain right She's like, he comes in from work, bit tired, right? He's having to fit in at, at the Barcelona branch of Aviva, where, again, yeah. he can't speak the language. So he comes back a little bit, feeling a bit down. And all he wants to do is relax and see if he can watch something on BBC iPlayer yeah. um, using one of those. He's uh, got one of those VPNs. He's got a he VPN. Can't get working all the time. So he's, yeah. looking, he's looking forward to getting back and setting up his VPN, see if he can watch an episode of The Wall, right? Yeah. God, yeah. And, uh, and he's got home. And she, because she's a firecracker, is like, Mm -hmm. Steve, that's his name, Steve, take me, take me now. All night long. Take me here in the kitchen, right? (laughs) And it's hot outside, all the windows are open. He's pretty sure people can see through the window, but it's Spain. It's it's normal to see people having sex. Yeah. And he's like, what? I was just going to settle down and uh, maybe make us an an omelette and watch the wall. Fuck the wall, Steve. No, no, Steve. It's not time for war. I need you now. I am a woman. I need to be satisfied. And he's like, what, right here? And she's going, yes, take your clothes off, you bastard. And he's like, well, I, I don't know. Shouldn't we draw the blinds? Wouldn't you rather retire to the bedroom, now, Steve, sweetheart? fuck me now. Steve, fuck me, you fool. You stupid English bastard. Look at me. I am beautiful, it, gorgeous Spanish woman. It's oh. on a plate for you, Steve. No, I, I must admit, you are an attract. You're a handsome woman. I'm not going to deny it. You are a handsome woman, but there are ways and means of doing these things. Yeah. These are ways and means that I established back in England. It's for the bedroom. The reason you appointed me as your boyfriend was based on my track record in Milton yep. Keynes with yep. Sandra. And you, and therefore, I think you should trust in my methods. 
So yep. if you would if you would like to engage in sexual congress, then I suggest you wait until later tonight. Once I have finished our we have finished our omelets and watched the world after t- after ten thirty when and, news night's on. Yeah, and we get a bit distracted, and then we will uh, retire to the bedroom. Get under the blankets. Yep, where these deeds are supposed to be done. Remove our lower pyjamas, hitch up our T-shirts, and then proceed. Not everything (laughs) can be fantasy sex. Yeah. This is ridiculous. It's time that you leave. Yeah. Go back to Milton Keynes if they'll have you there. Yeah. So that's it. Managers and clubs, it's all about chemistry. There is a... If Alex Mm. Ferguson had left Manchester United and joined even another big club like Real Madrid. Would Alex Ferguson have delivered the same levels of success at Real Madrid? Arguably not. Arguably, Arguably not. not. So I but think that, that is it. You just don't know. You have to think of chemistry. You don't always look it's at It's all the, about the blend, isn't it? Yeah. It's all about the blend, I mate. mean, for example, I mean, I'm a freelance man. Yeah. As you mentioned there a little bit earlier, I'm a freelance man. And I happen to think I would be an excellent boyfriend for, let's say, Susanna Reid. Mm-hmm. But I would probably be a terrible boyfriend for, let's say, Gemma Collins. Yeah. For various reasons. It's all about the blend, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah I know. mean, you've got, she's educated and sophisticated. You're intelligent, like you're intelligent, sophisticated. Yeah. And you and her would do things. I can see you. If you did move to London, I'm not sure if you'd mm-hmm. be prepared to do that for Susanna Reid. But if you did. Maybe it's the fringes. Yeah. Maybe it's, uh, hitching, I can see you perhaps. both going to. Uh, at the weekend, going to the Tate Modern to see an yeah. exhibition together. Yeah, walking by the river, um, yeah. maybe looking at Shakespeare's Globe, maybe stopping in a tapas, a pub that also does tapas. So, do they have them in London? Do they? Yeah, it's like a Spanish pub. A Spanish pub, right? right? You could have a pint of Spanish beer, yeah. and you'd have some calamari, something like that. And then in yeah. the evening, you might go and take in an art house film, and then. Have a dinner party with some of your friends. Like she'd invite, probably not Piers Morgan. No, no, that would be deal breaker. I think she, she'd invite some sophisticated. Oh, this is Andy. This is my friend who is the producer of Newsnight. And you're like, oh, mm. that's really interesting. And I'd like to go, invite. I'd, this I'd like is to my invite... friend Sam Delaney. He's Britain's best journalist. No, I've invited no, no. him over because he's no, a really good conversationalist. No. No, you really don't like the... going out. No, you, no, no. You've said that you don't like going out, so I don't uh, think I'll I'm be inviting to you. Do it if you haven't. No, got... no, okay. no, no. Right. Jalapeno. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, thirty six percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/work. Shopify.com/work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot; we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. Maybe she'd invite Martin Lewis 
the, uh, on, the money, the money saving, saving expert. expert. Would you like yeah. him at your party? I'll, I'd like him. Yeah, get some tips because I'm a skinflint. Uh, <laughs> and perhaps, perhaps, Aye, perhaps he's good. He is. I've seen him on the telly. <laughs> He got some oh, good bloody chips. He Martin. has. Oh, I'll get. Hang on. Wait, I get a pen and a notepad. You can write down some tips you've got for us. Right, right. Um, let's start with utility bills. How can I get me? I've just moved out of London, and it's very expensive here, Martin. How can I get me gas and electric outlay down to the bare minimum, please? Oh, it's a fucking godsend me and you, like. <laughs> Susanna, have you found out for them curries yet? <laughs> yeah, I think that I can see it. And Gemma Collins, no, she'd be a no, nightmare for you and you'd be a nightmare it? for her. So yeah. it's, it's all about the mix. Hey, talking about football and tactics, obviously, people, you know, we have said over the years tactics are for cunts. And we stick yeah, by that. Completely. I, when I was at West Ham, we were sitting near the uh, media bit, right? Yeah. Uh, like in view of where all the journalists sit, right? And they, they've all got their laptops out. There's fucking loads could, of them. Could you see their brains pulsating? Well, one, some of them just had knowledge. small screens in front right. of them with the live stream of the game. So they could see it close up as well. You know, they were looking back and forth. Oh, Fair that's enough. helpful. Yeah. But then there's some others who had laptops and they weren't looking at the game and the laptops just had those sort of heat maps on them, right? That they were, it was, it, honestly, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And I wanted to approach them and just say, mate, what the fuck's going on here? What are but you doing? I, I, yeah, it But it was a laptop and there were, it wasn't a heat map as such, but there were dots. It was an aerial view of the pitch, but it was, yeah. it was a computer rendition of the pitch. And there were yeah. dots representing the players, right? And they just moved in shapes around, so you could see. Are you sure they weren't playing football manager? Honestly, that's what it looked what like. They should have been. It's what it looked like. And they were there was about three of them, all separate. They weren't together, and they were just not looking at the game at all. They were studying these dots, studying the dots. on a square. And then I thought, this is why the game has gone fucking mad, right? Were they all under thirty? Did they all wear yeah. tweed jackets? They were young, and it was like, uh, I thought the game's gone fucking mad, because this is the sort of thing Andy and I would make up as a joke, but it's really happening. Like, they didn't once look up at the game. They're in a stadium at a big London derby, right? And mm. it was a it was a pretty exciting game. There was a lot of goals, you know. There was a lot mm. of goals. There was a lot of controversy. And these guys are looking at dots on a map, and that's when mm. you realise, and the reason we say tactics and statistics and all that stuff is basically for cunts is because... It's okay if it supplements your enjoyment of the game, but when it becomes in itself more important than the game, right, that is when you're in trouble. And that's that comes from one place, and that is America and American sports, because American sports, with the possible exception of basketball, they don't have the same ebb and flow and the natural, yeah. organic, kind of beautiful chaos of football. The, yeah, so they're, they're, it, what, they're, they're what I like to call shite. Yeah, and so it's all become stat-based. It has to be yeah. stat-based. And, and at least 50% of your enjoyment of watching NFL is following the stats, right? Performance yeah. stats. Because the game itself, as an aesthetic kind of entity, right, is, is, not, <clears throat> is not on the same level. And so... They, so that became fashionable. And obviously that feeds into television and media coverage because it gives more content and it gives more seemingly objective content for 
pundits and journalists to work with, right? Yeah. TV channels love it. Like Sky, Fox had been doing, had established all of that graphical stuff, right? And the statistical stuff years ago with, with I mean, Gridiron. There's, there's, there's loads, loads more of that stuff in cricket now, but it seems to fit into cricket because cricket's that yeah. kind of game where there's a lot it's of stoppages and there's lots of pauses game, where you can, you can analyse the stats. Yeah. And it, it, it lends itself to that kind of analysis, whereas, like yeah. you say, football is beautiful chaos. And, and VAR's all, all the same as well. <clears throat> like someone tweeted, I can't remember who, said, you know, for fuck's sake, you know, if, if, if it's so fractional that it takes a freeze frame for you to see and for like mm. six people to study from different angles whether or not he's offside, then you've got to call it onside, right? Yeah. That's it. Because the yeah. game should favour goals and the game should favour flow let's say yeah you know and if it's that marginal that you've got to stop the game for fucking three minutes while a bunch of people fucking study it from different angles well, then you're it, wasting not just your own time you're wasting every cunt's time and if you're sat there having paid fucking 50 quid to go and watch a game and sit you're, there in the freezing and, cold and, and they're not even fucking telling you what they're looking at or why because mm. they haven't got the fucking good grace to stick it up on a screen right then they're wasting everyone's time and people should stop fucking going to the football until they fix this VAR bollocks, right? Yeah. Well, if, and, they, if they can't make the decision in, like, say, 45 seconds, then, then the original off. decision is done. Yeah, fuck off. Who the fuck It'll come are up on the screen. People? It'll come up on the screen. Fuck off. Yeah. Who are, we'll yeah know where we are. Should. Who are these fuckers? Anyway, we don't even know the cunts are. They're unaccountable. Do you no, know what I mean? They say they are. They get, we get we get given a name of who's at, who's at Stockley Park today. Well, I think analysing the video screens I think that they should be targeted and victimised. Well, it's usually always <laughs> Martin Atkinson, so that that fits. Fucking sort hell! Of. But having said all of that, I was saying to someone yesterday to my mate, I was going, I don't really talk about tactics and formations because it's a bit cunty. But do you know what the best formation ever is? Uh, is it the WM formation? It's it's three five two, mate. Do you know why? Fucking why is that? Euro ninety six, isn't it? <laughs> three five two is the best formation, right? Because it was the formation yeah. of the mid nineties. It was the formation yeah, was. of the Brit pop era, right? West Ham it played it. England played it. West Ham played it. Here's what you Leicester, have: Leicester played it with Martin O'Neill. You have it worked three, for them. You have three centre backs, right? One of them should be a bit handy on the ball. Yep. One of them should be a big fucking, uh, like, for Stopper. that. Right. If 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 we're going to use the Euro 96 analogy, I'll make it clear, right? Got a goalkeeper. You've got to have a goalkeeper. It's, yeah. it's the rules. You can't not have a goalie, right? So have a goalie. At the back, three centre-backs. One in the middle. He can play with it a bit, Gareth Southgate. Mm. One is just a big fucking nutter stopper, right? Tony Adams. The other mm-hmm. one is a converted fullback. Bit shorter than the average centre back, Gary Neville. But a bit quicker, Gary Neville. Right? <laughs> then you have two attacking fullbacks. Now, if you are um, normal manager like uh, Glenn Hoddle, you would do two fullbacks who can attack a bit, like Graham yeah. Lasso and I can't remember who he'd have right back. Right? But if you are Terry Gary Venables. If you are Terry Venables, oi, oi, a bit of a wide boy, fancy yourself a bit large, right? Mm. You just, I'll stick a couple of wingers there. Fucking yeah. Anderton and McManaman, you can. <laughs> but, but tell, but L tell. What about defending down the flanks? Ah, well, he don't that, need to defend. He don't need that. The other team will be too busy defending against us. 
<laughs> right. So you have two fellas on the wing who are really quick. Then in midfield, you have two fellas sitting there, right? So that might be David Batty and Paul Lintz. Mm. Or you might have one who's a bit of a passer, like Jamie Redknapp and Paul Lintz, a passer and a tackler. Then you have Gazza in the number 10 role, right? Someone pulling yeah. the strings. And then you don't... This the wor- One of the worst things that's happened in modern football is the idea of one striker. Who the... F- all this one striker shit. When West Ham yeah, get a new shit, manager, I don't care who it is, as long as he's fucking got the balls to play two up front, right? Yeah. Big Which, man, little man. Big man, little one. Well, what we had, what, what Euro 96 had, Sheringham and Shearer, right? Yeah. Sheringham, the Cockney Pele, right? He was the white yeah. Pele. Because when I was doing my brother's podcast the other day, the uh, life <clears> goals <throat> thing, uh, as one of my goals, spoiler alert, I picked the... Uh, I think it was the third goal that England scored against Holland in Euro 96. Mm. Best game ever, right? And it's exactly like the Carlos Alberto Brazil 1970 goal that every country uses as one of their favourite goals, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, to me, that's like when people name Bohemian Rhapsody as one of the greatest singles of all time. It's like, come on, mate, show some imagination, fuck's sake. <laughs> but the England version... It was exactly the same. We attacked down the wing. Gaza got free, played it into the middle. Someone laid it off to Sheridan. Sheridan shaped to shoot just like Pele did in 1970. And then he did a deft layoff to an on-running Alan Shearer, who just yeah. slammed it home. Amazing. Three five. West Ham had the same formation, same era under Redknapp. Redknapp, of course, was another, oi, oi, the kids, like yeah. Eltel. So he played wingers rather than defenders. He played Trevor Sinclair on one wing. And Stan Lazaridis, our pacey, lanky Australian left winger. Just wingers, right? And we had Berkovic in the Gaza role. And we had fucking Hartson and Kitson up front. That is yeah. what every that is the best formation. You can't beat 3-5-2. It it, I've still got a fondness for the WM, which was which was it was created by Herbert Chapman in the nineteen twenties. Oh, you're going Arsenal. right back, mate. Oh, the good old um, WM. And I used to at my school, my junior school, we used to play the WM, and this was oh, in 1982. Really? <laughs> yeah, I used, to, I used to, I used to have to play inside left. I had no fucking idea what inside left was. Fucking, I hell. knew the four four two and nothing else. Yeah, this was 1982. So who was the, who was the manager? Mister Wilkinson. He'd right. been a former desert rat, and I think <laughs> he, he was stuck. It was stuck resolutely in the 1940s. WM or, be, or before WM, but but sir, what is that? WM WM. Where do I play then? Inside left. Is that like left wing? Of course it's not. Inside no, left plays on the right. Inside the left. left plays on the right, son. Look, you can play left half if you want. What's that? <laughs> I don't know. It's up front. What? <laughs> it's inside left, but it's further back. <laughs> but I've just had a look. I just had a look on Wikipedia to just get the positions right, so I wasn't making a, a factual error and the WM is listed on Wikipedia but it says here this is great in 2016 new manager of New York City FC Patrick Vieira brought the WM formation back ho Patrick Vieira everything, did I'll take everything him everything is everything cyclical everything comes back again everything goes round and round and comes back again and Vieira's gone yeah I'm bringing back the WM fucking um, have a load of that I'll have any, I'll have Vieira at West Ham. I'll have anyone who's an advocate of three five two. I'll have Harry Redknapp back in a flash. 
I'd have. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Venables is sort of in retirement over at his hotel. He, he's got a hotel I in think that, Portugal. I think that's gone. So I don't yeah. think he'll come back. Yeah, I mean, the other day I was considering Peter Reid for a comeback at Sunderland and you've got to stop thinking like that. You've oh. got to look forward. But uh, look forward and look back with Patrick Vieira. It could be a month from now you're playing the WM at West Ham. With Vieira, with Vieira in, charge. in charge. I'll take it. Fucking great. Yeah, Who did they not? say he was the manager of? New York City. Yeah, good club. I don't club. know if he's still there or not. Good but, fucking club. Uh, Proper football club, that. Yeah, God. Yeah. Proper. <laughs> Traditional. Oh, they love their football, don't they, in that part of the world? Yeah. They love it. Right, that's that's enough for this episode. Before we go, do you want some news without news? Uh, hang on a minute. I've got one other thing, but I'll do oh, it brief. Oh, God. This is for go tomorrow. First of all, you know this already, but everyone should know that tomorrow, Isam Delaney will be interviewing the Archbishop of Canterbury. I forgot about that, yeah. And that Robert actually, Runcie, that we believe it like is. That sounds like a joke. No, it's not. It's not. Elton Wellsby. It's Elton Wellsby. Anyway, <laughs> no, this is not a joke. I'm interviewing the Archbishop of Canterbury. If anyone wants to get in touch with questions, I'm doing it tomorrow afternoon. So it's, it's now. for I've a, already a new th- series of podcasts where Sam Delaney interviews some of the world's leading clerics. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The Dalai Lama as well. Oh, fucking love. I would love. All the lads. Dalai Lama. No, I've got an idea for a sidebar in the interview already. I'll do the main <laughs> interview and then I'm doing a sidebar called Ar- Archbishop of Banterbury, question mark. <laughs> and I fire him some of my best bants and then we see how well he copes. I put him under yeah. an intense banter uh, scrutiny. Yeah. Do you know what Good. I mean? Archbishop Susanna of Reed or Gemma Collins. You can ask him that. Yeah. Oi, oi. All right, all right, Archbishop. <laughs> And the other thing is this, right? And we won't go into it in depth. I'll give everyone time to think about it. It's the 1980s. Let's say it's mm. 1984. Mm. It's Saturday. You've mm-hmm. got your pocket money. Mm-hmm. Um, Sunderland aren't playing that day at home. Right. So you and your mates are going up the high street. That's what you said. Your mm-hmm. mate said, do you want to go up the high street? Right? Yep. Up the high street, your high street, my high street, any high street in the land, we have got... Mm-hmm. Our price, W.H. Yep. Smith's, yep. Woolies, Robert Dias. Yep. Nah. No, okay. Woolies, Robert Dias, w- Ro- Woolies, our price, W.H. Smith. HMV? No. Boots. Oh. 1984, there wasn't many HMVs, was there? Boots. Yeah, there was. It was in Sunderland. Um, Boots, yeah. B- Boots, the chemist, and maybe like M&S or something like that, like okay. a high street. All right. Just uh, order them. From Menzies. Order them in terms of how good they are. Uh, give us your route and give us, <laughs> and give us what you're going to buy in each one. That's it. Okay. That's my question. It's my 80s high street challenge, right? <laughs> I love just, it. Just give us your schedule, your itinerary. <laughs> okay. give, uh, you know, you can have a budget as well. Like I'd say that you've yeah. got some birthday money plus your pocket money plus your paper round money. So you've done some decent savings. So you've got about... 10 quid. You got right? a big splurge. You got 10 yeah. you got 10 quid. Right? What are you going to fucking spend it on? Go for it. Okay. Bang. <laughs> right. So we'll return to that later in the week. And and anyone wants to get in touch, keep it short. Just literally send your routine. Just send yeah. your what would you call it? Itinerary, okay? Uh don't don't nice embellish. That's it. Anyway. Okay. Nice one. Uh go on the quick news of that news. Again, it it's increasingly animal based. It yeah. is again. Uh, left in a car on its own, Florida dog shifts into reverse and drives backwards in circles for hours. <laughs> Ten. 
<laughs> Imagine the look on its face, mate. What's happening? Man complains of headaches. Doctors find 700 tapeworms in brain as he had undercooked pork. Ten. That's also a warning, that, as well as a story. Yeah. Don't undercook your pork, lads. Uh, greedy killer monkeys found eating large rats in Malaysia, leaving scientists stunned. Greedy killer monkey, yeah, ten. I mean, greedy killer monkeys, like even without the other stuff, you're like, yeah. I just want to see their faces. I look at that bastard. It's Len's birthday today, and one of the presents he got was the Ripley's Believe It or Not annual. Nice, fucking hell, mate. I I was this morning. He was almost late for school because we became so immersed in it. And there is there is it's very deep diveable. I'll post some pictures online and stick some stuff in the newsletter. Uh, Two words that I'll fill you in on a future podcast: Wolf Cat. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking amazing! I think we'll just leave it with those two words: (laughs) Wolf Cat. Yeah, that's it for this episode. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Uh, Just rest. TTFN, dickheads. Wolf Cat. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.